Ronnie Greer, and this is the Monthly Safety Podcast for March of 2011. First, a little bit about me. I've been a Greyhound driver now for the past 20 years, been in the driver instructor program for the past six, and I currently drive out of Syracuse, New York. So it's March, and the weather is finally starting to take a turn for the better, although we're not completely out of the winter weather yet. We're starting to see the light a little bit. Um, and that brings us to uh, construction season will be coming up soon. We're starting to see the snow melt. We're starting to see the roads in not so great shape from the freeze and thaw and all that good stuff, expansion and contraction and lots of cracks, and we're seeing potholes and uh, rough road surfaces and all that stuff. So uh, we need to start thinking about the upcoming uh, road work season and all the things that that comes with. A couple things that we need to do when we uh, are driving in areas that are under construction is obviously to uh, slow down and use caution. And really those are the, the two things. That along with using some good common sense uh, will keep us out of trouble in road work areas. In many states, and I've mentioned this before, uh, the fines are doubled in uh, work zones. And in New York State, uh, if you get a speeding violation in a work zone, the second violation causes your license to be suspended for 60 days. Uh, a lot of problems there with uh, workers being injured and uh, those kinds of things. So we need to be careful in work zones. Uh, obviously, we want to reduce our speed uh, below the posted speed limit for the work zone. Oftentimes, uh, the area is much tighter than we expect. And even though the, the signs indicate that uh, one lane is closed, in fact, sometimes they have us squeezed onto a very narrow area. So we need to use caution in work zones, use common sense, uh, slow down, leave lots of room in front. And be prepared for workers to step out into the road to either redirect traffic or move construction equipment, move barriers and things like that. And we don't always get uh, the notice that we expect when those things occur. So just be careful in work zones, which we should start to see very soon. Uh, you know, where I live in, in Syracuse, New York, we often say that there are two seasons. We have winter and we have construction. So if the snow is not on the ground, we look for the orange barrels and all that good stuff. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention before I get into the podcast too much is uh, complacency is something that can be a problem. You know, we get used to doing the same things all the time, especially if you've got a regular run uh, or even outside of work. You know, you go through the same routines all the time, and sometimes we forget to take certain safety precautions. I found myself recently uh, in my garage at home unloading some groceries and so on, and uh, I had some uh, empty deposit bottles that I had placed in plastic bags, and I put them on the ground when I unloaded the car. So I was all done unloading, and I was ready to back my car in the rest of the way, and I had forgotten about those bottles. And of course, I started to back up, and very slowly, uh, as I always do, and so I heard a little bit of a noise, so I stopped, and then I realized, oh, the bottles are under there. You know, I thought, what did I run over? Now, obviously, I hadn't walked around my car before I backed up, uh, and that can be a serious thing. You know, we've seen, we've seen children uh, get injured or worse, uh, and those types of things. But, of course, being in the garage, uh, you know, the worst thing that I was going to do was to flatten some, some bottles. But I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, we, we don't want to cut corners. You always want to do things the same way. Um, and that's when you start to get in trouble is when you, when you take shortcuts, when you're in a hurry. And that brings me to what I wanted to talk about this month, which is just basic defensive driving. We talked about the Smith system a little bit last month. We're starting to see training for that out in the field. Many of you are familiar with the Smith system and what it means. And all we're really talking about is basic defensive driving. And defensive driving really comes down to using common sense and being proactive as opposed to reactive, compensating for other drivers' mistakes, which we always do, 
and just being aware at all times. So defensive driving, you know, some of the key points that you want to think about in general are not to be in a rush, which I mentioned. You should be rested before you drive. You shouldn't drive tired. Um, we shouldn't uh, obviously stare. We talked about keeping your eyes moving last month. Uh, getting involved in a fixed stare or even just daydreaming can be a problem. You always want to keep your eyes moving, uh, change your point of focus, and that'll keep you alert. And we do uh, want to obviously practice the five keys. Uh, and one other thing that's important is that you shouldn't be emotional when you drive or you shouldn't drive. Um, you should try to have your mind clear when you drive. But when you become emotional uh, in traffic, that can have uh, bad, re bad results. So we want to try to be relaxed. Uh, we don't let other people kind of take over our emotions. We should be in control of our emotions. So if you find yourself in a traffic situation where you become flustered, you become a little bit annoyed, take a breath and, you know, don't let that take over because that can be a problem as well. So again, um, you know, we talked about the five keys last month. Uh, of course, uh, the uh, slogan that we use, if you will, is all good kids like milk. And obviously those uh, first letters give us uh, aim high in steering, get the big picture, keep your eyes moving, leave yourself an out, and make sure that they see you. And we've talked about all those things in the past. I don't want to go into that again too much because this is an audio podcast. But I did want to talk a little bit about defensive driving and what it means to us. And this is something that we've heard um, even before we started to drive, before we got a driver's license. Defensive driving is a term that's been out there for a long time. But, you know, oftentimes we forget exactly what it means. Now, defensive driving is learned behavior for drivers to ease their own tension while driving as well as being a more courteous driver. As I've said in the past, courtesy and safety go together. Defensive driving can be preventative in road rage incidents. It can decrease the driver's risk of a collision. Drivers should not be stressed or uneasy while behind the wheel, and these feelings will not occur if you practice the basics of defensive driving. Basics are not difficult, obviously, and with proper discipline, defensive driving can become a way of life. So the key to defensive driving, again, and I've said it before, is to use good common sense to make good decisions. Obviously, one of the things that's very important is to obey the traffic laws. And some drivers uh, don't necessarily feel the need to use their turn signals uh, when appropriate, to make a complete stop when that's appropriate. And those kinds of things can lead to problems, uh, whether you do it subconsciously or consciously even sometimes. I had a driver one time uh, say to me that if you're driving in the middle of the night and there's nobody around to see your turn signal when you change lanes, what's the difference if you use it or not? And, of course, you know, obviously we would use it, but the response should be that uh, you don't think about whether you need to use it or not. You use it automatically, and you don't think about it. You know, one thing that's interesting that someone had pointed out to me, I wish I could take the credit for it, but I can't, is that if you drive down the road, you can often spot the commercial drivers, the professional drivers, in their own personal vehicles, because those are the drivers that, generally speaking, will be using a turn signal before they change lanes. Many drivers will put on the turn signal as they change lanes, and some some professional drivers may do things like that as well, but generally speaking, if you see someone uh, maintaining a good space cushion around their vehicle and using turn signals before they change lanes and checking and things like that, more often than not, that's probably somebody who's a professional or a commercial driver. And that's an interesting observation that somebody made, but I can certainly relate to it. Uh, another thing that can be a problem for us is uh, distractions while driving, and we've talked about that in previous podcasts. Things like talking on the phone, uh, text message, 
Even things like uh, adjusting the radio or eating can be a problem, and we have to be careful with those kinds of things. You know, sometimes we can all get caught uh, distracted at times, and we can miss things, so we have to be uh, paying attention to that. Now, the professional Greyhound driver should constantly remember that they aren't the only person on the road, and sometimes the other driver can be a problem. So we're always going to allow at least six seconds of space between our vehicle and the vehicle in front of us to give us enough reaction time in case that vehicle should make a sudden stop or some other unsafe act. And keep in mind that oftentimes the driver in front of you may not do something intentionally. They may have a mechanical failure or a medical emergency. So we need to always have that good space cushion around. And the easiest place to maintain space, obviously, is in the front. So we should always strive to maintain at least six seconds between our vehicle and the vehicle in front of us. And the other thing to not forget is that, you know, you have peripheral vision. So we should always, you know, use that. And we've talked about it in the Smith system. If you begin to stare, if you start to focus on one particular object for too long or look in one direction for too long, your peripheral vision starts to shrink and you wind up with sometimes what we call tunnel vision, but you won't be able to see very much to the sides. So, and that's another reason you should keep your eyes moving at all times. Uh, we should always, like I said, display common sense on a consistent basis with the goal of safety and collision avoidance while operating our bus. And regardless of how well each of us think we drive, everyone does have a momentary distraction at times or a lack of good judgment on the road, and it's during these instances that our defensive driving skills uh, should take over. So while we may not consciously realize it, the manner in which we drive is a result of habits that have become ingrained in our psyche over years, and good habits make good drivers, and bad habits result in injury and deaths that occur needlessly. Now, another important rule of defensive driving is to take responsibilities for ourselves and the control of our vehicle. Defensive driving is basically expecting the unexpected and responding defensively, which means that a driver must be focused and attentive of the traffic around them at all times. It's important that every driver makes safe driving their number one priority when behind the wheel, and this includes assuring that your mental state is calm, as I mentioned earlier when driving, and that you're alert, and obviously we're well-rested and we don't have any alcohol in our system when we come to work. Now, some of the information that I'm passing along does come from the safety department, so I don't want to take credit for that. I'll give credit where credit is due. Uh, Lynette McMillan, the regional manager of safety and security in Region 1, did give me some information for this podcast, so I have to give her credit. But it's all good stuff that we all know. And, you know, one thing I wanted to mention that's important, one of the last things that I said was defensive driving is basically expecting the unexpected and responding defensively. And that goes right back to the S2 rule and the S15 rule. And those are really important things that sometimes we don't remember after we get out of our initial driver training. Of course, the S2 rule states that it is the responsibility of the professional Greyhound driver to drive in such a manner as to identify accident-producing situations soon enough to take reasonable and prudent action to avoid an accident. And what that basically says is that if we are proactive and we are paying attention and we're looking ahead and we're taking all these things in, most of the time we should be able to keep ourselves from being involved in an accident-producing situation. And, of course, the S15 rule talks about yielding the right-of-way, and it says that in circumstances where possible conflict with another vehicle may develop, the professional Greyhound driver shall always yield the right-of-way. And that's important, too, because, again, sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we feel that we have the right-of-way, and nobody ever has the right-of-way. Uh, that's something that's a misconception. 
Oftentimes we think that or another vehicle says, well, I had the right of way. But in fact, you're supposed to yield to the other vehicle. And a good professional driver will always yield the right of way in uncertain circumstances. So let's keep that in mind. Uh, that's all that I really have uh, for this month. Again, I, I uh, did talk about the Smith system a little bit, and you're going to see that at your various locations. There'll be materials coming out. Uh, there'll be training sessions conducted. And uh, look for that coming to your location. And that's all I've got for this month. Um, we'll see you again in April, and I'm looking forward to some better weather then. Everyone have a safe and pleasant trip, and talk to you in a month.